everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Blockchain Experts Insight podcast. Today, I'm delighted to introduce Bridget Greenwood, who's the founder of The Bigger Pie. Um, I was recently came across Bridget um, uh, through her fantastic presentation at a Block W event. And um, hello, Bridget. Hello. Thank you very much for inviting me. No problem at all. Um, so we're, this um, podcast is focused on a concise 10 minutes, so I kick it off like I always do by asking um, the special guest, uh, what does blockchain mean to you, Bridget Greenwood? Uh, Thank you for asking. So I was introduced to the blockchain world through Bitcoin. And I used to be an independent financial advisor, which I always say is BC before my child. And you had to train and do all sorts of qualifications to be able to go and help people to effectively manage their finances. And I was introduced to Bitcoin, and it was really interesting for me because all of a sudden there was a whole understanding about what money is uh, and what currency that we're using, which is never, ever discussed or touched on um, in my work as a financial advisor. So Bitcoin came about because of the 2008 financial crisis, which was man-made. And once again, There were organizations who were supposed to be looking after our best interests, but it were failing. So Bitcoin was devised as an alternative financial application that we could use. And I was really fascinated by that. If anyone's watched The Big Short, that wonderful film that talks about really what the uh, 2008 crash was all about, then they'll understand that the system that we've currently got is flawed. And then that leads you onto the path of, or it led me at least, onto the path of understanding how many people don't have access to basic financial systems who are what are called unbanked. And the number of unbanked is around 2 million official figures, but that only represents the head of the household. And when you've got societies that aren't given the opportunity to list themselves from where they are because they're just not given access to any financial instruments that will allow them to do that, that many of us take for granted, then I find that absolutely fascinating. And I went down the rabbit hole of understanding a whole bunch more of what this technology could do to be able to improve the lives of many people. So blockchain means to me, the ability to change the way that we do things, to be more inclusive as one opportunity for others to get involved in. Thanks a million, Bridget. And it's interesting that you mentioned the big short. I'm a big fan of the scene where Jared Vanette, you know, he's pitched to the front point partners of how to, you know, leverage the system um, and I suppose Bitcoin came out of, you know, and this frustration with the establishment. Are, are, are you fascinated with, you know, the establishment's interest now in cryptocurrencies and digital assets? Um, I, I don't know if you would say that I'm fascinated with the establishment's interests. I have definitely been following the journey of the entrepreneurs and the leaders. So came into this in 2017. I heard about Bitcoin in 2016, but I'm not in any way, shape or form technical, sadly. 
and discovering how to buy Bitcoin, um, if not mine, it was was it was a bridge too far for me uh, until I was asked. I, I was offered by a friend, actually, would I like to send my fiat currency? Because I now understood what fiat currency was uh, to them. And they would then exchange it for some Bitcoin and told me which wallet to have and then sent it back to me. Um, and then they said, would you like to join my, I'd like to do a business that helps people to do that. So that's going from crypto to crypto, fiat to crypto and crypto to fiat. Uh, that startup is now BCB Group, uh, which is doing incredibly well. Um, and I was involved with them for the first year. Uh, in that time, 2017 we, was to the end of 2017, December, is when the Bitcoin mania had its um, previous hype cycle. And then in 2018, we entered into what we called the, the crypto winter. And this was really interesting because instead of the people who came in for all of the let's make a quick buck, the sort of language was when moon, when Lambo. Um, a lot of that noise died down and the people who were left in the space were those who really saw the possibilities of this technology and got busy building. Um, and a lot of that was for the institutional rails. So absolutely, we've got the opportunity now for institutions to be able to come into the marketplace. I remember I wrote a white paper 2018 for wealth managers and private banks, etc., to say, you know, do you have the necessary requirements to be able to offer crypto assets to your clients? And there was little to no interest from the marketplace. And now we're seeing many industries, sorry, not many industries, uh, many institutions um, very interested in this space. So for me, the focus has been on the people who are building it, what's driven them to build it, um, and the types of types of solutions that we're seeing out there. So it's not just in the financial markets and in the, in the financial institutions. Um, I love Jean-Bierre Leville's work, Leville's work. I don't know if you've um, interviewed her yet. She'd certainly be a great guest. And she works in the agri-sector. So she's very much looking at how do you help smallholder farmers to be able to enter into the marketplace, to have a chance to be in the supply chain to service supermarkets that have a minimum size order that a farmer on his own wouldn't be able to do. And during that process, how do you make sure that they get a fairer share of the market value for the products? And how can we use blockchain technology to be able to provide solutions for that? T -t Thanks, Bridget. And I suppose that brings me on nicely to the idea of financial inclusion. And I'm reading a lot on, you know, decentralized finance, how it's helping to empower the unbanked and underbanked populations. Um, and I suppose uh, there, there's a great possibility here if, if you consider that those who are tethered to traditional banking systems and infrastructure to untether them to this new way of um, access to finance. Do, do you think financial inclusion um, will benefit from uh, decentral finance and um, crypto uh, crypto assets or sorry cryptocurrency developments that is definitely um, my hope and I believe the hope of many other people 
to be able to have the opportunity, as I said at the beginning, to be able to to engage in a way where you can lift yourself um, financially, not excluded from that because by chance you were born in the wrong place in the world. Um, absolutely. And we're permissioned in our current financial system. Everything is permissioned. So, you know, for most of us here um, in the UK, we don't tend to try and purchase something that we're denied um, permission to buy from. So we just happily use the financial systems that we're permissioned to use and work for us. Um, But when you start to recognize that actually we are given a permission to do so, and there was many people who wanted to buy cryptocurrency recently, and it was completely legal to do so, but the banks said no. Um, there are many, many other people who, who can't get bank accounts and, and aren't allowed to, to um, participate in this system. So when we're moving to DeFi, when we're moving to crypto, a lot of it is a permissionless, borderless, neutral, censorship resistant um, and open system. So absolutely, that means that those who have been excluded previously will have a chance to be included. Fantastic, Bridget. And I suppose, are we looking to a future where you will, Bridget Greenwood will be using the the digital euro or maybe the digital um, British um, version and we might be using the digital euro as as a kind of... I've, I've seen the specs for these, you know, digital currencies at a national level. It's very permissioned. Do you envisage a future where we'll be using some sort of digital punt or um, um, I, digital I sterling? I absolutely do think that that'll be the case. But I think it's also very important to recognize that what Bitcoin is doing and what uh, digitalized um, central bank digital currency is doing is two different things. The central bank digital currency, the CBDC, as they're called, that is digitalizing the existing financial system that we have, which is permissioned. Um, Whereas Bitcoin and other crypto assets are completely changing that. The CBDC is central bank, you know, so you've still got centralized systems rather than the DeFi, which is not requiring those centralized organizations to allow one another to be able to interact with each other. And that brings us up to 10 minutes, um, um, Bridget. So um, in terms of if anyone wants to find out more about yourself and the great work you do, um, can you recommend to the listeners where they can find you and um, um, maybe perhaps on LinkedIn and other avenues? I absolutely can. So that 10 minutes went far too quickly. And what I didn't touch on is what the bigger pie does, which is focus on, I see that blockchain is, and cryptocurrencies and DeFi, et cetera, we're seeing another transference of wealth. Um, we can already see it with the amount of Bitcoin billionaires that are, have been created recently. And I didn't want to see 50% of the world's population, i.e. women, missing out on this. So the bigger pie is there to support the work of the women who are already in the space, to raise their profiles and to attract more women into the space. And we have a number of activities and resources that we, we do that uh, allows that to happen. So. I'll leave the links with you that you can put in with the podcast for the various events that we have on, the various resources for anyone who would like to discover more. Um, And in terms of being able to connect with me, then yes, LinkedIn is is a great place to find me. I'm happy to share my WhatsApp with you as well. 
Thanks a million for, for that, Bridget, and um, fantastic, uh, the introduction at the end there, the bigger pie. And if listeners want to find out more, um, I'll include that hyperlink in addition to other hyperlinks um, underneath the podcast. Thanks a million for giving up your time to, today, Bridget. It's been a fascinating talk and um, have, a, have a great week. Thank you very much.